This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Today marks a special day to a special man in my life. My dad was a proud man, a great provider, a devoted father, a present husband, a friend, a brother, solid worker, a respected mason, an avid hunter, and a dedicated role model. I'm quick to point out that in spite of all of that, my dad was not perfect, but he was the perfect daddy for me. I'm talking about my dad just for a moment today, May 23rd, because this beautiful, sunny, God-given Saturday represents my dad's birthday. Had he not transitioned some 23 years, four months, and 19 days ago today, he would have been celebrating his 79th birthday. I'm pausing to wish dad a happy, happy heavenly birthday. I miss my dad, not just me, but my sister's circle directed texts and posts about him all day on his birthday. As women, dads have a way of allowing us to safely revert back to his little girls, no matter how grown or how old we get. Please know, I say that with a smile because I love my daddy and hold him close through precious memories. Certainly, I am my father's daughter, and dad was the second half of the loving teen that birthed and reared me. Thank God he and mom were phenomenal parents. Therefore, I never lose sight of the fact that a child's first teachers are parents. I had to shout dad out for his birthday, but I will give him greater props when I honor him on Father's Day. Just know I love and miss my daddy. I trust God whole and keep him until we meet again. Love you, Daddy. Happy birthday. Today, as school comes to a close from an unprecedented, trying fourth quarter, I must commend those who labor tirelessly in the trenches with our children, those who perform so selflessly, dealing with all kinds of issues, which comes with the territory. Yet too often, people forget to say thank you, as the tedious workers are frequently, seemingly taken for granted. However, Thanks or no thanks, I absolutely love being a teacher. I can remember as a child teaching summer school in my neighborhood, Baygall, on Hilton Head Island. My young folks call it the Bay. But it was where I provided real worksheets and assignments that some of the neighborhood kids actually worked on to complete. I played teacher and assumed that role a long, long time ago. I still find it ironic that after working and having a totally different career, God would still bring me full circle to the profession of teaching. I must admit, I was meant to be a teacher. When I took the time to see what some would consider a great teacher, I learned of one who is warm, enthusiastic, caring, kind, and demonstrates a commitment to students. I digress. Henry Brooks Adams once said, a teacher affects eternity. She can never know where her influence will end. That's because teachers keep living, speaking, and moving long after they have retired, moved on to other things, or transitioned from mortal to immortal. I love this aspect when I think of the countless students that have taught me. No ma'am, no sir, I said it correctly. Please understand, year after year, if one teaches the same subject or content, they can teach that subject in their sleep. You see, repetition brings about thoughtless memory. So that which I teach year after year, even if I change the mode in which I present it, 
still remains the same information, just wrapped differently. It is the students who bring new information, new life, and new learning into the classroom. They are the common but not so common factors that causes a teacher's learning to flourish. Therefore, I learned so much from each group that I'm blessed to encounter annually. The greatest blessing in the classroom is not when we can get the children to sit down and be quiet or give their undivided attention. No, not at all. The greatest accomplishment, that which is a testament to true learning and great teaching, is getting students to open up and start leading in this learning environment as they become critical, inquisitive thinkers. I believe that real learning has taken place when students can formulate relevant questions regarding the topic. You will know if they're learning by the questions they present. One can only come up with thoughtful questions if critical thinking is taking place, which is evidence of understanding. Of course, we may need to clarify some things, but learning is definitely evident. It makes my heart leap within me, and I beam inside with a meaningful sense of pride. It is a lot like birthing new babies, minus labor pains, of course. But at times, the delivery is just as tedious, and the rewards are life-changing for everyone involved. Now, someone might have heard that teaching is thoughtless. Please do not misquote me, nor misunderstand my words. Because if there is one thing education is not, real education and great teaching is definitely not thoughtless, as it takes deep thought, deliberate studying of individual needs, knowledge of best practices, coupled with grace, mercy, kindness, love, and a large dose of daily prayers. I'm not sure where people got the idea that teaching was a mediocre job for those who lack skills or are void of goals. No, not at all. While teachers could and should be afforded far better compensation, the profession will never be able to pay teachers what they are truly worth. That, my friends, would be impossible. Thank God, most of us who teach actually do so from a place of love and devotion. So we cannot and will not base our effectiveness on how much or how little we are paid. If that were the case, the teaching profession would be in big trouble and great need. It used to concern me that someone said, those who can't teach. It is offensive to me when someone makes and laughs at such tasteless jokes. After all, there was a teacher somewhere who taught that same tasteless jokester to read, write, or think critically. Think about it. Without teachers, there would be no doctors, lawyers, accountants, bankers, barbers, brokers, NFL, NBA, NHL, or baseball league players. Someone had to teach the necessary skills. Yes, Someone had to teach others to strategize and remain mindful while executing, no matter which professional sport. I'm certain someone is thinking, but that's a coach. And I say a coach is a teacher who specializes in teaching about his specific sport or area of expertise. Next time you hear that saying, those who can't teach, I challenge you to make the correction. Those who care are courageous, fearless, understanding, demanding, efficacious, are vivacious, are discerning, better life yearning, won't settle for anything less than the very best, 
those who often rectify the youth of whom others might have left a mess. Those, those are they who teach. I admit we talk a lot about our students, at times jumping to conclusions and even making assumptions, yet just like good mothers and fathers to a bad child, we will not allow others to put our children down. See, our students are the ones who are often in the struggle for their lives. And sometimes we've got to step back. We've got to step back and be a bridge over troubled waters for our children and your children. If we were to pay close attention while casting away all of our preconceived notions, a letter from a student would probably sound something like this. Teacher, I don't care how much you know till I know how much you care, till I realize you really see me, the true me that sits in this chair. I need someone I can lean on who won't tell anyone what I said, won't explain to counselors or auntie of the tears you witness I shed. I need a teacher I can talk to, tell some things, bear my heart and soul. Need a non-judgmental, present help who's not self-righteous, distant, and cold. Break down if I must, sometimes, I might even have to cuss. Don't mean any disrespect. Just out of words for circumstances to which I've been subject. Need to tell someone before I explode. Shoulders too weak to carry this load. Can't get my work done. My mind's a mess. Can't get ready to take nobody's test. I'm still hungry. My stomach's growling. And the earnest memories just keep on prowling. I know it's hard to understand as I lament and in my truth still stand. I know that you were just a teacher, but for a while, just a few minutes, allow me to reach you, because I'm sinking, even drowning in what I'm going through. Don't know what to say or what to do. Just know that it hurts when I'm not being protected. My mama, where's daddy? Yeah, I'm constantly affected, and someone here thinks I should get in the books, but how can I when my very foundation's been shook? At best, I manage to show up every day, and wonder who really sees me, or under this front, what lay? I look forward to breakfast and lunch, no doubt. Or I can fuss and cuss, scream and shout. I can entertain and really light up a room. But if you stopped and truly checked underneath, you'd realize my tomorrow's filled with gloom. I just really want someone to care, someone to lean on, or just let me know that you're here. A hand to hold, some listening ears, so I can be truly honest when I state my fears. I'm just a child who finds comfort in playing grown up. But when it comes to really knowing, I'm often quite stuck. I act like I really don't want or like rules. But a place without order is a place for fools. Disorder and dysfunction reminds me of home. Not a situation I'm proud of. Just some truth I will own. I'm here under this facade trying to remember which one is me. Is it the one I speak and hide behind or the defensive boy you see? I work hard, even argue with the teachers to really stand out, be seen. But if you got to know the real me, for real, I'm just a struggling, frightened teen. I want to learn and be productive, but struggle with exactly how to be transparent. Let let others in my biz? Not in the past, no, no, not now. Every time I think I'll be me, I face some disrespect. So I have to call on the cover girl while true identity I protect. If only you knew my true story or the issues I've been through, you'd better understand my anger and attitude I hold on to. 
but I'm afraid to open up and reveal the one and only genuine me for fear that due to my experiences, you won't like what I say or you see. Teacher, you have no, no clue how much I need you, how I hang on your every word. But if I expose the truth, let anyone know my weaknesses will have been heard. On the other hand, I sit in silence with nothing to say, not a nod. Been taught what happens in the house stays in the house. Just don't make your head too hard. Been molded and groomed to believe whatever happened to me is the norm. So all the mess that causes me stress, I've learned to live with and conform. When anyone tries to show kindness, I know there's a motive for sure. Is someone trying to be nice to me or present another matter I'll endure? I'm the one who watches your every move. No smiles, no emotion to show. I can't trust anyone, so I keep to myself. Refuse to divulge what I know. Can't really tell what's bothering me, what's clouding my mind or my heart. So to protect my damaged foundation, keep silent from the start. Teacher, you really don't understand, for it's in you that I find. Confidant, mother, father, friend, much needed breath, a real lifeline. You speak life, give hope, make me believe, if just for a little while, that things can change for the better for me. With life-saving words of encouragement, a motherly hug and smile. Somehow, I believe you see me, as so often few can do. When I look into the wisdom of your eyes, I thank God he placed me with you. With just the right tone and a whisper, yes, a wink, gestures pure and kind. You send me out till tomorrow, no doubt, saying, I know you will be just fine. I don't really want to leave the peace of your room. Where I must go, you have no clue. See, there's nothing to eat, no clean bed sheets, just survival. Trust God, see me through. To look at me, no one really sees, yet few suspect can understand. But as I slowly walk away, looking forward to the next day, I hear your soothing voice and outreached hand. As teachers, we wear more hats than anyone has ever dreamed. Our role has become so important that we inform doctors, lawyers, courts, and various agencies. We provide valuable, confidential information concerning our students. Legally, we are known as mandated reporters. As a teacher, I have personally stood in as a mother, a friend, a confidant, counselor, advisor, big sister, auntie, witness, and even a prayer warrior. I know some political dignitary is probably shouting about the separation of church and state, and I respect that. But when it comes to the well-being of my students... My children whom I love, I see neither the church nor the state running into my classroom to their rescue. So I do everything within my power to make a most immediate difference. Prayer, my own secret weapon, is often my go-to remedy because I've been taught to pray about everything as it is the single quiet action that affects change all around. It is tapping into an intangible, you can't see prayers, for tangible results. It is certain that the results or answers are very visible. When I encounter my new students, almost immediately, I gather my own valuable information. See, like a doctor, data is gathered to devise an individual education plan. We call it an IEP. 
so that my teaching method includes that which yield or will yield the most efficacious prognosis for that child. Like an attorney, I ask very basic questions, not too probing a query, but enough to draw reasonable conclusions as to what will prove greatest truths for that child's learning. Like a pastor, I will watch as well as pray to discern the most appropriate words to encourage and uplift that child. Like a parent, I will state model my expectations for achievement to lovingly groom that child to greatest potential. Like the teacher that I am, I will provide a safe, caring environment where I show genuine dedication and great commitment to the well-being of every student. Teachers, you are important and you often bridge the gap for children who might otherwise be motherless, fatherless, and others even parentless. You provide hope to some who are otherwise hopeless. You arrive at school every day and you might be surprised at the number of students who show up daily just to share the same space with a caring adult on whom they can depend, simply lean on, or at times they need a friend. Yes, I said friend. Right now, I can hear someone saying, we are not these kids' friends. And while I agree, I will add that at times we have to be to that child at that moment, whatever he or she needs. I can remember how a student in my class so vividly described in an excellent piece of writing how she saw the flashing blue and red lights. She heard the radios of the paramedics and police officers how she felt the warm flow of her own blood leaving her wrist. The writing was brilliant indeed, but also troubling. That same child stayed after class. Of course, she wanted me to ask, so I did. She explained that she had been devastated and her world turned upside down after a girl who was her friend did not reciprocate the same intimate feelings as she revealed that she had. I asked her why she was telling me. We had counselors, social worker. Quietly, she replied, I I knew you would not judge me. It seems she believed that I provided a safe place to allow her to purge and seek help. Furthermore, she revealed that she had been cutting herself. And it's my guess that had she not chosen to share her internal turmoil, that beautiful young lady might have eventually made her well-written vision of slitting her own wrist a grim reality. I shared that true memory, as gripping as it might have been, to say to every teacher, you are so very valuable to so many countless children. You provide a lifeline. You touch the lives of young people in a way that cannot always be explained. So if no one else ever says it, If no one else ever takes the time to express gratitude for the phenomenal work that we educators do every day, please allow me to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so very appreciated. As an educator, I know we are not always the most popular, and too often we are in the line of fire for disrespect from students, and yes, At times, even those parents of the very children whom we strive daily to salvage. I reiterate, we could use better pay, but there is no entity that can afford to pay us what we are truly worth. 
I will defer to God's word according to Proverbs 22 and 6. We should train up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. The second piece to God's intention and commission for teachers is found in Matthew 25 and 40, which says, Inasmuch as you have provided services, in our cases teaching, one of my little ones, you have also done it unto me. If nothing else, those verses cause me to feel good about teaching, caring for, and lovingly grooming my students because God's word made reference to my profession, to our service profession, and I'm so proud. You and I serve in a capacity of almost uh, utmost importance. We are those who get children started and groomed for the rest of their lives. Like parents, even along with parents, we have one chance with each child to get it right the first time. I repeat, we have a single chance with each child to get it right the very first time. In other words, when it comes to reaching a student, there are no do-overs. Either we make the connection or we could very well miss the opportunity to connect and only pray that someone else makes the connection to affect positive outcomes for that child. I wrote these words probably some 20 years ago. I believe I was returning from Ghana where I taught a mixture of 6th, 7th, and 8th grade students in a small village school called Tuofo Holly in uh, Ghana, West Africa. I named it Teacher You Are. You are the bridge over troubled waters to boys, girls, sons, and daughters. Your kind, gentle ways and the information you share born only from genuine love and care. You represent the facilitator in the classroom, the one God's appointed for little ones you groom. You don't dwell on the hurt and places they're from, nor the negated home training, reteaching to come. You accept who and whatever you are given, expect and demand all the best, focus and result driven. You pride yourself daily, saying every child can learn, modeling and teaching all negatives you turn. You stay in the room teaching. You see the whole child, all the bumps, internal bruisings that's under the smile. You give hugs, good advice, encouragement, no doubt. Teach, learn, and motivate. Change behaviors to shout out. Sometimes reaching children from levels beyond low, then helping each to find his strength, work hard, and grow. You commit to young people, encouraging self-love. Then you work miracles commissioned by God from above. All children can learn is what you believe and you say. They simply all learn in their own special way. We arrive every day to teach and learn something new. As teachers wearing many hats perform what we must do. We will be whatever we need to be to rescue every child. Those children God entrusts us with for just a little while. Never forget we are chosen, a part of God's perfect plan. Responsible for the development of others he placed within our hands. Always remember we are mandated. Such important work we do. Our job to shape, mold, and guide the youth and help to see them through. For so many you may never again see. You reveal understandings anew. None can compare to the breath and life you selflessly share. Respectfully, today I honor and praise you. Well, ladies, gentlemen, and my extraordinary teachers, 
The work you do is certainly invaluable and you are greatly, greatly appreciated. Please do not let anything or anyone stop you from doing the work you do with children from a plethora of situations and circumstances every day. Remember, a teacher affects eternity. He or she can never tell or know where their influence will end. I'm certain a teacher's influence always, always outlives the teacher. God bless each and every teacher everywhere. Well, this is episode number four. I thank you for listening and sharing in this podcast, Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Please be sure to comment, question, or suggest a topic that you'd like to explore in the near future. Who knows? You might just end up being a guest on an upcoming episode. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. Looking forward to each of you. As always, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.